Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 23rd of July 2021, including the return of Apple TV's award-winning soccer sitcom Ted Lasso and bizarre Netflix dating show Sexy Beasts. <laughs> Bizarre is correct. Yes. Um, we'll also be talking about the return of Sky Atlantic therapy drama In Treatment and Disney Plus movie spin-off Turner and Hooch, which is very exciting. But first, Ian, do tell me, what is in the news? Well, Steve Carell is going to star in The Rabbit Factor on Amazon Prime Video. Now, this is uh, based on a Finnish book. He's going to play an insurance mathematician whatever that is, who loses his job and ends up running a failing adventure park where he encounters a range of bizarre characters. What else is in the news, Hannah? Oscar winner Anne Hathaway um, will be playing the divorced mother Sophie in The Idea of You on Amazon Prime Video's adaptation of Robin Lee's novel. Two adaptations, both on Amazon Prime. A theme is developing already. A bit of disappointment in the Euros, but overall, you know, great joy and excitement for England fans. <laughs> well, football really is coming home uh, this week because on Apple TV, it's uh, a second season of the award-winning comedy Ted Lasso. This is our turn to make history, and I believe we're going to do just that. The family we're born with and to families we make along the way. To Richmond! Alright, let's go kick their butts. Butts on three. Works for me. One, two, three. Butts! So I must admit I was unaware of this show um, until we came around to talking about it this week, Hannah. It won a Golden Globe for its star and co-creator Jason Sudeikis and he plays the titular character Ted Lasso. So he is an American football coach who is brought in to manage a fictional English Premier League football side called AFC Richmond. But what he didn't realise when he was brought in was that the, the club's owner, Rebecca, who's played by Hannah Waddingham, she deliberately brought him in because he was so inexperienced, he knows nothing about soccer, to ruin the club because her cheating husband was the previous owner and she wanted to get her own back so lasso he's got this kind of homespun philosophy he's very optimistic he's quite an innocent really he's it's very much the fish out of water type comedy and it was an unexpected hit i don't know if it was because of lockdown people wanted a gentler kind of humor the character actually started off in a series of adverts for premier league football coverage on american tv it is it's notoriously difficult to convincingly make a show about football, a drama about football, because either the crowds don't look convincing or the, the players look like they can't play football. I don't think they've done a bad job on this. It also features Nick Mohammed, the British star, who is in another Anglo-American show, Intelligence, with David Schwimmer. And his character in this is quite fun. He's the kit man, Nathan who becomes the coach. Anyway, at the end of the last season, AFC Richmond were relegated. And as we rejoin them, Ted is trying to kind of get them back on the right track, get them back up to the top tier. 
Patrick Balladi from The Office and Line of Duty will be cropping up as the new love interest for the owner, Rebecca. So I found this quite gentle, quite fun. I mean, I wasn't blown away by it. And you probably don't necessarily even have to watch Series 1 to, to get the gist of what's going on. I know you do watch a bit of football, Hannah. Would you watch this football comedy? Yes, I would actually. I don't think you've got to be a massive football fan to watch it, funnily enough. I, it, it, I mean, the genre is comedy, isn't it? It is funny. Um, and so it kind of it kind of involves you on another level, despite the fact that you might not be the biggest football fan. And, you know, I do like a bit of football. Absolutely got behind the Euros and love kind of big fixtures like that. And, of course, live in a football-loving house, so I can't really turn a blind eye to it. But, I, I, again, I although... The, the focus is on the football, of course it is. It's the narrative around it that kind of draws you in on something like this. So whilst I can see why it didn't blow you away, I do think it's probably more encompassing of a, a bigger demographic of people, something like this. I think that it will appeal to, to many more than just a football fan. In fact, I suspect the football fan would be less interested in it. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, I think that's right. And it also features uh, Juno Temple the daughter of film director mm. Julian, who seems to be cropping up in quite a few things at the moment. And she plays a girlfriend of one of the players. Now, I'll tell you what, I've been looking forward to, to talking about <laughs> this this next show called Sexy Beasts, Hannah. Tell me more. Oh, <laughs> where to start, really? Um, let's start with a clip because... Um, yeah, you can't see from a clip, but I, I will describe afterwards mm. once you've heard this crazy idea. I want to get married. I want to have babies. Before I'm like 26, do you have health insurance? Welcome to the strangest blind date ever. Hey, how you doing? Damn, how are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Could you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? What is your ideal woman? Personality for me is everything. Ass first, personality second. Right, so bear with. Sexy Beasts. Now, when I, I saw this title, I didn't quite imagine exactly what this entailed, but it really is quite as mad as it sounds. It's on Netflix um, and it's a reality show, so it should be absolutely up my street. But think of the masked singer on steroids and he might be close. So <laughs> this, is, this is a dating reality show, um, except they're wearing masks just like the mask singer so you know those incredible prosthetics that we see in the mask singer i mean they are they are amazing um that's exactly what they're wearing someone's a shark uh, all different creatures basically uh, it's interspecies relationships and uh, they have to <laughs> they have to um decide whether they fancy the person without seeing the person so kind of the the moral and the the ethos under this is probably good because we're not going by what we see um that the attraction cannot possibly be there unless you are attracted to a panda or a shark um and so therefore you have to get to know the person before they reveal themselves and that really is as elaborate as it is um because the masks come off and then you see the person behind it are they are you physically attracted to them in the same way as you were to their personality which is more important i mean it is a a bit of a um what well, is a game isn't it and it could could go very very wrong but it's absolutely brilliant viewing <laughs> 
Ian, you going to watch? It's so weird, isn't it? In a funny kind of way. Do you remember, do you remember yeah. that documentary that Channel 4 made about the dogging scene where all the people were wearing animal masks <laughs> because obviously they didn't want to be identified? Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, one thing I will say is the, the makeup and masks that they're wearing are absolutely incredible. Yeah, they're, they're phenomenal. So the first mm. the episode I watched, there was one guy who was looked like a statue of a Greek god. There was someone who was done up as a baboon. There was someone who was disguised as a dog. And the woman who was going on the date with three different guys was made up to look like a demon. <laughs> so, and it is slightly surreal. It's, it's a bit like a kind of bad trip, isn't it? Sometimes you think, and then you see them going off doing activities like going on a roller coaster or whatever, wearing these these incredible masks. So it's very odd. But there's this brilliant scene though, isn't there, where they're where they're in the restaurant, and I, I'm not, you kind of assume they've told other people in the restaurant that this is what's happening, and I, I guess as camera crews around, but there's this sort of <laughs> look from this woman is just out of what on earth is going on. <laughs> Because you're sat next to a shark. It is very odd. And I didn't realise it's a remake of a BBC Three show from 2014. Well, I never saw that, I must admit. I didn't see that either. I I do like dating shows and I absolutely love first dates. But I found the people on this quite annoying. And the fact that you can't see their faces, I think, takes away quite a lot from the experience and makes it all a bit superficial in a way i know that's that's the opposite of what they're aiming at so i ended up just fast forwarding to where they see them without the masks which is not really the point so it's very very odd and i would say it's worth a look because it's just so so strange well it's kind of like a social experiment though isn't it because you know we're so used to particularly this kind of real vanity you know how much importance we put on vanity world that we live in if you like um it's the idea that you that's taken out of the equation completely and your dating decision is made on the personality and, and, and the voice. And I think that that is, that is a social experiment in itself because presumably there needs to be some level of physical attraction too. But, you know, I'm taking us down a whole yes. scientific route we probably don't need to go down to, so shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> OK. All right, well, I'm going to tell you about uh, the return of a drama called In Treatment on Sky Atlantic which is all about a therapist and her patients. And here's a clip. I am taking care of other people, but there's no one to take care of me. All these people are looking to me to tell them what to do. I don't know what to tell them. I don't know what to tell myself. That's our time for today. Viewers, listeners may remember quite a while ago, uh, there was this American drama series called In Treatment, which starred Gabriel Byrne as therapist Paul Weston, who had his own problems, but it was about him and also his clients. Well, it's back, but with a new star, Uzo Aduba, playing therapist Dr. Brooke Taylor, who was a former colleague of Paul Weston, and she is conducting her therapy sessions from her rather nice-looking, I must say, Los Angeles home and as we kick off her patients include a carer who has feelings of abandonment and a a high-ranking executive who has come out of prison but meanwhile she's got various complications in her own life so she is best known Uzo for playing 
crazy eyes in the brilliant prison drama Orange is the New Black. I think she's fine in this, but to be honest, this is really, a loss of it is people having Zoom therapy and watching that in a TV series, it didn't really grab me. Although I am very interested in the whole area of therapy and so on, I found it didn't really hold my attention and I kind of found elements of, of the, the way they portray the therapy and the therapeutic relationship in this not totally convincing. Um, is this one for you, Hannah? Are you in therapy? Uh, <laughs> no, maybe I should be. Um, uh, okay. Do you know what? I, I, I kind of, on the, on the surface, it, it absolutely should be for me. But I don't think it is. Because, and, I, and I'll tell you why. I think it, it's, um, it's the timing. We're on Zoom all the time. We are constantly in meetings on Zoom, on Google Hangout, whatever your teams, whatever your choice is. And it's just like watching yourself all over again. Okay, we might not be in therapy, but it, it's it's watching that again. And I also think it brings you down. I think people are quite down in their own way for whatever mm. reason at the moment. And I just don't think, I think it's hit a bum note simply because of the timing of it landing, if I'm honest I with you. you're right. And I and and so for me, I just I thought I just don't want to be. This feels miserable. Um, it doesn't. And it, and and like you said, it doesn't hold your attention. I don't want to see other people on Zoom. I've seen my face all day on it. Thanks very much. And I need something that's a bit more, a bit more uplifting. On that note, we're both dog lovers, aren't we? And uh, you're going to tell us about a new series that I think. Dog lovers will enjoy Turner and Hooch on Disney Plus, Hannah. Yeah, now listen to a clip and see if it brings back some memories. <laughs> hey, Scotty. This is Hooch. There's food, a leash, some toys. This one's his favorite. Mr. Orsi. What are you talking about? Did mom call you? Your father wanted you to have Hooch. He rescued him from the shelter. He said it was almost like the original Hooch came back. I can't take care of him. I'm working all the time, and I, I'm just still trying to prove myself here, Mom. Come on. You're going to love him. Well... If you're as old as me, you will remember Tom Hanks in the 1989 much-loved comic thriller Turner and Hooch. And it is back. <laughs> it's, well, it's back in its own way. It's an action-packed sequel. It's on Disney+. Plus, um, and it really does look uh, as though it's going to weave the same magic as the first one did. So you'll remember Tom Hanks. How couldn't you? You remember the Mastiff, um, Hooch. Just great adventures, really fun, really upbeat. We were just talking a minute about in treatment and how it kind of hit a bum note because it's a bit low and brings you down. This does not. It's the absolute um, opposite. It's got 12 um, parts and we see Josh Peck, um, who's this ambitious, highly organised US Marshal who plays Scott Turner Jr., who's the son of Hanks' original cop character. So you can see see the link there um and uh, he's coming to terms with the death of his his father the recent death um but he's pretty stunned to learn that his father has bequeathed him another large and very irrepressible french mastiff named hooch in honor of his predecessor and so i don't need to tell you much more other than the fact that this it has this absolutely the same vibe about it absolutely the same feel about it it's upbeat it's like you say if you're a dog lover 
you know, this feeds into that hugely because the dog was badly behaved for him and nobody else. Uh, we all, as dog owners, probably know the feeling about like that when they go to training and they're really well behaved and then you come home and you can do whatever you like and then still not coming for the high value treat. Um, and that's exactly what you see here. So really, really good fun. There's lots of remakes at the moment, but they're doing it well. I always worry the sort of the siren goes off for me when we hear a remake of something so good. You think, no, don't ruin it. Please don't. I don't know that they do here. I don't know if you if you agree, Ian, but I, 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 think, I think it works. Yeah, I must admit it had passed me by that this Marshall Scott Turner is, is the son of the character in the film, but I don't think you need to be aware of that or, or even have seen the film the french mastiff hannah the drooling i don't <laughs> like the drooling yeah I, I i don't have a drooly dog i'm not keen on it and i must admit when he inherits this dog which and he's a bit ocd isn't he this guy he's got an incredibly tidy yeah. flat and this dog just totally destroys his apartment and in fact we were looking after a rather destructive puppy just recently and i was just preoccupied with thinking well he can't look after this dog it's ruining his life so um but yeah once they get going and they get their kind of working relationship it is good fun he's got quite a good relationship with his colleague jessica baxter who is pregnant and of course they've got the the boss who regularly calls them in to tell them off so naturally uh hooch saves the day in the first case there's quite a nice slightly well it looks like a potential romance with the dog trainer that he he turns to in desperation a little bit of trivia for you the part of hooch was played by five different dogs how about that? Yes, I read that. That is a bit yeah. of trivia. The thing is, they all look the same. I mean, they really do. I wouldn't have known, would you? No, absolutely not. And I mean, I, don't, I can't remember whether or not I've seen the Hanks film. But of course, this was before he was uh, an absolute megastar, wasn't it? He'd, I think he'd made big and then he did this. I, I remember it. I enjoyed it. I, I, I used to absolutely love it. But I think, again, it's just it's just fun, isn't it? It's good family viewing. We've come to that point, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binge watching so please reveal your choices well there's been lots of articles in the press about our yorkshire farm on uh, channel five and um i and, and oh. the shepherdess particularly the sexy shepherdess um and her nine children and um i thought gotta gotta take a look i've got a good true crime documentary series on netflix to recommend sophie a murder in West Cork, which is about the killing of this French woman in a remote village in Ireland. And I also had a quick look at a drama series called Orphan Black, about also on Netflix, which is about a woman who uh, swaps places with her, her doppelganger who um, commits suicide at a train station and the complications that ensue. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, seeing as I'm watching Jeremy Clarkson's farm, I need to uh, keep... He's obviously just on my radar, but Jeremy Clarkson, James May and Richard Hammond, they're back, and they head for Scotland in three vintage American cars. Um, that's on Amazon Prime in the Grand Tour lockdown. And on Disney+, Plus, how oh, I've enjoyed this, it's an award-winning music documentary celebrating the so-called Black Woodstock, which was New York's Harlem Cultural Festival, of 1969 the footage has never been seen before and there's some absolutely stonking performances from some great acts including stevie wonder sly and the family stone and gladys knight so we look forward to talking about those but in the meantime we 
Tschüss.